Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. And welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein. With me, as always, is the wonderful Karen Randazzo. So, Jonathan, how was the pullout? <laughs> <laughs> and the amazing Chris Randazzo. Bitchin'. Uh-huh. We here on this week's episode talk television. This week was Chris's week. We are going to talk Stranger Things, the full season two. That's a lot of TV. But before we get into that, here's your weekly reminder that you can get in touch with us at mailatgeekade.com. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Keep us posted on what you're doing. That's a thing I haven't said yet. Just let us know you're out there. Um, So it has been... This how long ago did this release? Six, seven months now? <laughs> About a year ago. I, I think it's been a full and proper month. Okay, we'll we'll go with yeah, that. It was month. like it was before Halloween, right? Yes. Was it before Halloween? Jeez. A couple days before Halloween. And, you know, schedule stuff. Stuff came up. So let's talk about it now. Chris, I'm gonna let you run this because this was your pick okay all right what was i'm gonna run it into the ground <laughs> first Bitchin'. and foremost how did you feel about it i liked it like i it? loved it did you love it did you like it come on those are very different words i, I loved and liked it i was i was very very pleased with it okay. i um went in a little scared because you know Stranger Things season one was one of those lightning in a bottle situations, True. and uh, we all know that those have a a very real possibility of going incredibly south. See <laughs> Heroes season two. Uh, yes. See a couple of seasons of Lost. I mean, there's a uh, every possibility for that that this would have been awful, and uh, <coughs> it was not, as far as I'm concerned. I think it was a. Uh, just as good as the first season it, it built on certain things it uh had that same delightful flavor it was nice and spooky and super fun it introduced interesting new characters gave us new depth for older characters uh, i just it, it gave me everything i wanted okay all right karen yeah how did you feel about it i loved it okay I, for the same. Evan, how did you feel about it? <laughs> I liked it. It was it was good. Season one was way better. Um, like you said, lightning in the bottle. So I didn't have very high expectations. Uh, the first season did not have a single episode in it that I said, "This is not good." This uh, this season did. Really? Yeah. Which one? Uh, the whole. Are you one of the? Are you one of the people who didn't like the sister episode? Yeah, you mean the the, the episode from a completely different television show? Yeah, I didn't like that one. <laughs> yeah, that um, was that was that was a bad episode for this show. 
No, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. I completely disagree. <laughs> All right, so let's talk it about was that. A diff- it, I, it was a different setting. I'll give you that, but mm-hmm. it was Eleven's story. I no, mean, it was a, a group of punks story that had I mean, absolutely no reminiscence of the 80s outside of eh, slight outfits, maybe? Some shoulder pads? Well, but the was, show isn't about the 80s. It's set in the 80s, but it's not about the 80s. It's okay. about 11. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was about the, the, the characters. and Well, this, this about, season like, wasn't 11's. about 11. This season was not at all about Eleven. It was about the 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 the, the, the Shadow Kid, whatever. Which you know, well, Will, yeah, Will. it was a big part of it. But there was also Eleven's story as well. I mean, she was. How can you say the season wasn't about Eleven? There was so much of it with her being like, gone, dealing right. with Hopper, yeah. and there and was, there was not even just her being gone. There was a lot of her being hidden in the woods. Why was she being in the woods? Her relationship with Hopper, then her getting out and where she decided to go and learning more about her past and that there were other people like her and where she came from. I mean, she went on a whole different journey that eventually brought her back to the kids. Okay. I'll agree. Those are all factual things. Yes. Yes. So what, what made that bad? I, I, I guess I could I could understand you saying that it, it was not your taste, but right. to flat out call it bad, I, well, I Chris, don't think it's we're, bad we're, storytelling we're not, or anything. <laughs> Chris, you have straight up labeled a lot of things bad. So <laughs> I have, and I'm right every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the the tone of the show was solid, completely up until episode. I think it was seven. I'm looking at the episode seven. Then the tone of the show completely changed to to have this backstory for Eleven, which is fine. That's that's great. We got we're getting more information about Eleven, but that was it wasn't about Eleven. It was about those other people that she was interacting with. The kid that we like, like they hinged. The, the crux of the the survival of everybody on a conversation with someone that we're not going to see again. Like, that that to me is like throwing everything to someone else. All right. You lost we, me. Yeah. Okay, so what, who, who are the only reason Eleven was powerful enough was because of her sister. Right. Mm-hmm. And okay. you don't think we're ever going to see her again? No, I... I, I, I Doubt it very highly, especially seeing as as the reaction on the internet. Um, okay. Oh, I yeah, I didn't see that reaction on the internet. But. I mean, I did, but um, I think we're gonna see that sister again. Uh, I, <laughs> I would, yeah, I'd be genuinely surprised if we never saw her again. I wouldn't be surprised if we never saw her team again, or right or if we even saw fewer of them. But I, I've, I think we're what was her number eight or six or. Mm-hmm. Eight. Yeah, I I would be shocked if we didn't see eight again. Okay. And even still, I thought eight was a really interesting look because eight was kind of like opposite side of the coin to eleven. She was like, "This is what eleven could have been if she didn't wind up meeting the people that she met." You know what I mean? It was well, seeing something uh, else. Like, okay, this is something else that she could have been capable of, and her looking at that and then trying to be that, and then deciding. No, I'd rather be who I want. I mean, if there was any complaint I had was that there wasn't enough time with Eleven and, you know, Will and the kids all together. But uh, 
I did really appreciate her journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that part of the story may not have been with, you know, the familiar setting characters that we were already familiar with, but I do think it was an important part of her character development. I mean, I suppose they could have found another way to get her to, you know, develop that that part of her cell, that, that, you know, interesting twist to her character where she learned about herself and whether she would be the capable of doing that dark stuff without taking her out of Hawkins. But I, I, I thought it was worth it. I thought it was interesting to see what happened to another person that was, you know, part of the experiment at the lab. Like that, that whole, you know, what was going on at the lab thing became a bigger story in this season, I think. And, uh, and mm-hmm. I was, I was there for it. Right. I mean, Everything that happened in town, I was I was very pleased with. I, I, I like the way they portrayed everything in the town except for Max. I didn't understand the point of Max. Like, why why was her and her brother there? I don't. I didn't understand that. Um, but the, the 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 kids' interaction, the the infighting that kept happening, the 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 growth of the relationships with. Um, Jim and Joyce and J- uh, Joyce and and Super Bob and oh Super Bob like all, even with um, Nancy and Jonathan I mean like all of those Steve and the kids I mean like it was like all of those relationships and 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 the 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 building upon those were great and then like Eleven was all on her own and I mean. The fact that they could have taken that story and made it so that her inspiration or her learning or her bec- becoming who she is through Jim, through Hopper, would have been, in my opinion, better. Because it show- it-, it would have shown a connection for for Hopper because of his, his lost daughter. Now, Eleven is becoming Eleven and then, you know, coming back home. There. Hey, Jim, I'm back. Like, I just felt it was a missed opportunity to, to to broaden that relationship. He just happened to be an afterthought. That's my opinion. Hmm. I definitely did not read that the same way at all. I, I liked how they eventually got to where they were at the end, where, you know, at, at the very end when they stormed the castle, uh, it was all about them relying on one another because they got over both of their extreme pig-headedness and hard-headedness to uh but, to, but to accomplish what they needed to accomplish and why hopper was never gonna what why why it just what? happened that's that's my point they just no, it didn't got just over happen she disappeared for a while then she came back they were in a crisis situation and they decided to put all their dumbness aside they re- both realized that they had made mistakes and they learned things while they were away from each other worrying about each other and they realized what was important and they worked together hopper had one of the most emotional speeches out of the entirety of the show and he spoke it to no one that should have been presented to 11 i guess I, I i don't know i i i don't feel like that's their relationship or at least not yet i mean that was kind of the the, the thing was that this is somebody who 
cares immensely for this little girl Mm -hmm. uh, and is obviously extraordinarily damaged by the loss of his little girl. Mm -hmm. But because he's so damaged, he's not good at expressing himself to actual people. And that's kind of Hopper's thing is he's not good at expressing himself to anyone around him. And Eleven also has that problem. So them having this kind of not a big giant long speech to one another, but just kind of a, 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 a mutual understanding of these two characters love one another and we don't really need to talk about why seemed to make very much sense to me within the confines of those characters. And more to what you were saying is, is Eleven kind of getting to be better at being her, learning about herself from Hopper. I don't think she was ever going to learn that from him. She learned it from somebody else who has powers, somebody else who, who kind of functions the same way she does. But then she unlocked even more of that power from Hopper, from that, that support structure that those that very unique and fairly volatile and damaged support structure that the two of them have with one another. I didn't see that at all at the end. What I saw at the end was her reliving the horror and pain that everything that she went through. That's what upgraded her at the end. Like, I I specifically noted that, you know, like, what I expected, excuse me, was, you know, the sister tells her, you got to concentrate on the hate, you got to concentrate on the anger, and it'll make you stronger. And then standard, you know, fair is, yeah, well, hate is strong, but love is stronger. And they didn't do that. They just let her concentrate on that hate, which made her stronger. Yes. So when it did not happen, I was like, oh, well, that's didn't see that coming he was just there shooting at uh whatever the, the the devil dogs like he held her he supported her when it was done like it was just it was i expected maybe something that i i i enjoyed the entirety of this show it was great i had a lot of fun it was it was entertaining it wasn't what there were bits and pieces of it were like oh that is an interesting that's not what i would have done like i still why was max and her brother in the show well, I don't, the brother, mm, well, the brother was there because they had to put somebody, um, once they started rehabbing the Steve character, there had to be a bad teenager. Okay. They needed to replace that. Okay. And the, I'll, I'll the, allow that. <laughs> the girl, I think, you know, there's got to be a girl because this is a story about, you know, whatever monsters and the paranormal and all that stuff but it's also a story about a bunch of middle school boys and that's when they start discovering girls so there had to be a girl and i don't know she was a pretty cool girl i thought i i I liked her i i I, she was fine i feel like it was sort of like wasted like you got a cool character there there was something with her (laughs) well it's not over yet that's the thing. Like this is season two, but this show has an end point. The show's going to run for four seasons, and then it's done. So they've introduced these new characters. It's not like the show's over. This is the end. Like this was her introduction and and her finding her place in the group. And I thought that worked very well. I'm looking forward to season three, where these characters are all in the same place at the same time. And I'm looking forward to seeing how now that Eleven is actually there, how she continues to react to being around this other girl and i don't know i I didn't see anything wrong with her i i did feel a little i I wasn't nuts about the older brother 
And uh, I did like how the show introduced this complete piece of trash character and then, like, threatened to make you feel a little bad for him, but not enough to actually feel bad for him. Like, they just, like, okay, <laughs> they gave you this the is hint why. of possible remorse kind of thing. Yeah. They're like, look, this is why this guy is a piece of garbage. But. That doesn't mean he should. It's okay that he's a piece of garbage. Exactly, because Max isn't a piece of garbage, so he didn't have to be a piece of garbage about it. But at least they explained why. Because you know, the whole time, I'm like, what is their deal? Why is it just this girl and their brother? Oh, it's not because the parents are, you know, mysteriously missing. It's just that they're horrible people, mm-hmm. and and well, then, like, you get kind of the opposite root of a uh, not will. Um, Mike's uh, parents who are just like just kind of along for the ride like yeah whatever he's over his friend's house I think (laughs) our kids don't live here (laughs) our kids don't live here (laughs) that was hilarious so I mean it's funny because I I was watching it with my girl and when the whole (coughs) interaction between the brother and and the father happened I don't even remember his name it's not Steve the douchebag. That's his name, Billy. not Steve. Not, when not Steve interacted <laughs> with his father, she turns to me and she goes, and that's why I felt bad for him this entire show. I knew there was something behind it. And I'm like, okay, I just thought he was a dick. <laughs> like, that, just, uh, just for that sake. Side note on that dad is that totally freaked me out because I think I read somewhere that that actor was going to be in Stranger Things and then I completely forgot that I knew that. Um, and you guys won't know who he is, but he was a character on Nashville for a couple of seasons <laughs> and I'm like, oh, holy shit, it's Will. <laughs> um, okay, so... God, that wasn't... No, his name was Luke. Never mind. Sorry, Nashville fans. I got it wrong. So how long... All right, how long did it take you for you to reel that that Bob was fully a good guy? Uh, I was pretty on board with Bob from the get from the jump. Okay, yeah, I, I was I was all in for Bob from day one, up until the bitter end. I was waiting for that guy to zip off his face and be a freaking. <laughs> 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 I'm like, he is just too good. Too nice. Something's wrong. Either he's like a scientist that's like infiltrating the family or something. And then when, they, <laughs> like, I, he was, it was just too perfect. And it hit me when he's in the closet and like he's sneaking out because of the, the devil dog and the broomstick mm-hmm. fell. I'm like, oh shit, Bob's going to die. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh no, Bob's going to die. <laughs> See, I had a very similar situation where I was just like, right from the get-go, oh, this guy's too good. He's going to die. And then I got to really like him. And then when the mob fell, and I was like, oh, no, Bob's going to die. <laughs> yeah, I actually got a little spoiled on the Bob death. So I, I was just more waiting for it than anything. Oh, that's a shame. I was rooting for him till the even when he got like the the thing was on top of him. I was like, "You can get away. Somebody's gonna save him. Eleven's gonna show up and save him. Somebody's gonna save Bob. Save Bob." <laughs> I was so bummed when Bob bit it. Uh, in memoriam of Super Bob. Um, Super Bob's if, awesome. <laughs> Dustin, I can't. I liked what they did. But at times it got a little too much. What like did, like you the gotta be o- more specific. The overt make him funny. Like the first season he was just like 
cute and and pleasant and yay he was fun like it was like hey he's the funny one let's make that a thing and i felt like it was slightly more forced didn't pick up on that okay i did enjoy the whole like you know like max and me or whatever uh him like finding the little, the little mini demogorgon or whatever, and <laughs> yes, raising dart. it, dart, dart, and raising it as a, as his own. I'm like ah, oh, this is gonna go horribly bad. <laughs> like the Max and Me reference. Um, and, uh, that went exactly as bad as I thought it might, and I was kind of heartbroken when it did. And like you know, when when he let him get by with the three musketeers at the end, that was pretty cool. But I was like. Dude, what are you doing? <laughs> this is not what a good plan at all. This is such a bad play. <laughs> of all of these kids, I would expect expect him to be the most the one who is like the most had seen TV before. Yeah, and he just no, 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 bad call. But maybe he had seen Max and me and thought, mm. well, I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um. All right, and my final note, because I figured you two guys, you guys would like this, so I was trying to find like the things that bothered me. Mike was way too much of a dick the entire season. Like he was a cranky little bitch the entire time. Yeah, but eleven-year-old boys can be cranky little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of like, I kind of unfortunately identified with him a bit on that. <laughs> so you identified with an eleven-year-old cranky bitch. Got it. <laughs> I was like, man, I remember being an eleven-year-old cranky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like he just he missed eleven. He really liked her, and then she disappeared. And then this other girl came along and, like, totally, she wasn't trying to replace anybody, but, like, he felt like she was, like, but it was all coming from inside of himself. Yeah, like, I mean, she didn't even want to be around them at that first. The other two, well, they were actively recruiting her, and, uh, yeah, he was uh, not cool with them breaking up the group there. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, you're right, you're absolutely right, he was being, being pretty bitchy but that was a very realistic portrayal of a boy that age going through what he's going through all right um that's it that's i think that's really like that kid who plays will it was so cool to see more of him do you think like his acting chops were enough to because he pretty much carried this the season like him and his his, uh i I don't know personality flip-flops and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. like did you feel like he was awesome? Okay. Okay. Yes, agreed. Job well done. I feel was he found f- his stride at the end. Like he was at the beginning. I was like, hmm. I, I I don't think they made the right choice of hinging it on this guy, but we'll see. At the end, where everything was horribly, horribly sideways, he 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 did a really good job. I also really, really, really liked just the Dragon Ball fan, and we really liked when Eleven basically went Super Saiyan at the end. <laughs> And she was just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to use two hands for this one. I'm going to bleed out both my nostrils this time. <laughs> that was that was just awesome. At least to me, that was just completely freaking awesome. I really dug that. I, and I really dug uh I really dug Steve. I was uh not the not a big Steve fan from the first season, but uh I I I really liked where they they took his character. That was a very unexpected thing. I like how they followed up with the barb mm-hmm. thing. 
mm-hmm. really liked how they followed up with that. Um, I don't like Nancy very much, but I don't really care. So, well, eh, Nancy came in the clutch with Dustin at the end, so I'm giving her. Oh, absolutely, I'm she's her credit. she's a perfectly fine character, but she, you know, she's also a girl that age. So, okay. Oh man, I had some issues with the. Steve and Nancy when they went to that Halloween party and she got wasted said a bunch of nasty shit to him and then he just leaves her there like I know that he ran into Jonathan on the way out and was like hey take her home but like did he but he didn't I, know he was going to run into to him on the way right out. he was <laughs> just going to leave her there and it was like an afterthought that he ran into Jonathan see like I remember and, I remember Jonathan saying that Steve said that I don't remember Steve actually saying that to him. I don't oh, yeah, remember it, went, it either. I remember it. It went by in like a split second. It was you know he was storming off and he walked past him and he was just like take her home or something yeah. something like that. See, was, I gave his, I gave Jonathan more credit. I, I gave, yeah, I, I just. Like but that is it. just not okay. You do not leave a girl at a party in that condition. I don't care what the fuck she said to your fragile ego, dude. Well, it was a different yeah, time. No, Steve ain't Steve ain't perfect, but I do like the the direction they're taking him. I like the fact that they're kind of redeeming this dude because he was complete tool in the first season. I, I don't remember Steve at like I remember that he was in the first season, but I had absolutely no connection with him whatsoever. That I like I forgot how I felt about Steve from the first season, and then I was like, as I'm watching this, I was like. He's not that bad. Why is everybody saying he's such a dick? <laughs> well, he was uh, pretty shitty to Jonathan. Like, he was yeah. a bully, basically. And then Nancy was his girl, and then Nancy I remember turned around and realized that, you know... Was Jonathan was... real creepy season one? Like, yeah, photographs was kind of creepy. creepy. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, he was taking a lot of pictures like, of her and stuff. Unfortunately creepy, like harmlessly creepy but like just Still oblivious to how creepy that he was being yeah like no self-awareness okay so i felt like he had more self-awareness this time this season and i feel like um the the character rehabilitation that they did on steve sort of sh- reinforced the fact that him and nancy are just not right for each other right. Like, because clearly he was a shitty person when he was with her. And once he, you know, broke up with her and got over her and moved on to whatever was next in his life, which is apparently helping these kids out, he became a better person. Mm-hmm. So clearly they weren't right together. And all the better that uh, that Nancy and Jonathan ended up together because I shipped them. <laughs> the last thing I will make comment about this show is the amount of rushed driving. Everybody that got into a car peeled out. Every (laughs) time. There was no lackadaisical driving in this show whatsoever. (laughs) The the amount of rubber burnt in this show, the, the money spent on tires, astronomical. But I I will also just wanna add a little uh kudos at the end for uh when Ona Ryder once again just knocking it out of the damn park as a mom. Yeah, she like, she, she that the scene with the the, the sweat lodge. 
Yeah, the heaters. Oh my god, and she just fucking cranked that shit up. I was like, hell yeah, bitch, Mama Bear, full effect. Uh, I I, I noted that that's not how those heaters work. You don't just turn them on and they glow red. It takes a while for them to glow red, but movie magic. I'm gonna let it go. Yeah, I mean, they they, they had been running for a little bit, so <laughs> I'll give them. I'll I'll I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> all right, all in all, good show. Um. I enjoyed it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to see because last season, first season one ended with the uh, vomiting up of a, a demi dart. Dart. Okay, that was in their world. The end of this one, <coughs> it's, it's there's still a, a defined line. Like it's not as heavy as a cliffhanger as last season. I'm curious as to how they're gonna. You know, smooth this or you know, smooth the transition from season two to season three because I was really, really disappointed that there wasn't like a demogorgon dance going on inside of that high school at the same time. <laughs> a bunch of like other world Demi. creatures in in tuxedos and stuff, slow dancing awkwardly. I was very, very disappointed. Dance. Okay, I just had to write down the episode title. Um, good times. I mean, Netflix yet again knocking it out of the park. It, the fact that we can have like we can have this conversation I see it one way you see it another way it's not it's and it's still good we're arguing over which degree of good it was right which is is fantastic so keep it up Netflix all right um let's take a quick break because when we got when we get back we got some news to talk about so uh stay tuned the holidays are a great time to get together with your pals and head to the movie theater the new Justice League movie is out, but is it worth your movie-going dollar? GeekAid offers a double dose of critical opinions on the DCEU's latest offering to help you decide. In Nonstop Comic Shop, Episode 10, beleaguered Jordan and Brendan put the new movie up against a comparable episode of the old Justice League animated series to see which fared better. Then Alex weighs in in an all-news Wiser Reviews Justice League, a.k.a. at least it's better than Batman vs. Superman. Black Friday may be over, but the holiday shopping madness has only just begun. As a soundtrack to that madness, Matt and myself decided to share with each other some of our favorite video game shop tunes. Consider it an alternative to the aggressive non-stop onslaught of Christmas music pouring out of every single speaker you encounter everywhere you go this month. Don't miss an all-new episode of the Waveback Podcast, episode 47, Black Friday Shop Music Special. Thanksgiving has always been one of my favorite holidays. It's generally lower on drama and extravagant costs than whatever winter solstice holiday you celebrate, and what it lacks in those areas, it makes up for in the food department. What better way to top off the biggest meal of the year than with a slice, or ten, of delicious, delicious pie? But which of the dozens of options do you choose? Turns out, I have a lot of words to say about pie. Find out where your favorite falls on my definitive list in Geekade Top 10 Pies. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, pies, and more right now at geekade.com. Hey, Chris. Hi. You ready for your thing? 
Oh, I'm I'm ready for the Dragon Ball Super 60 second summary. I'm gonna do my very best to keep it to 60 seconds. Oh boy! All right, so I'm gonna have to actually pay attention to when the 60 seconds is up. All right, it's all right. Look, here's the deal. I will summarize. I will summarize the two episodes because it's been two weeks mm -hmm. in 60 seconds. But I may need a minute to talk about something afterwards. Okay, I'll I'll allow it. Okay, so whenever you are ready, sir. And go. Okay, so um. Goku was still fighting Kefla two weeks ago, and it went exactly where you thought it was going to go. He finally hit uh, Ultra Instinct, and it just he just demolished her. And this was the entire episode, basically. It was just Goku using Ultra Instinct to beat Kefla, who went completely banana balls crazy, started shooting these, like, just crazy death beams everywhere. Because you got to remember, Kefla is, like, as strong as Broly fused with another Super Saiyan, which is obscenely powerful. Goku just completely demolished her, got a ring out. It was amazing. I'll talk more about that in a minute, but it was he did the coolest Kamehameha in the history of the series. It was awesome. And then in this week's episode, it was uh, Goku was exhausted because he you know finished Ultra Instinct and he was just completely wiped out and everyone was trying to protect him. They finally got rid of Ribrian, the stupid love girl from the other dimension, and it was because uh, uh, of Android 18 and because she loves Krillin because he's short and awesome. And that was it. Okay. All right. So you, you got that in. You surmised. Now, what is it you want to discuss? All right. Two things I want to discuss. Thing number one, th this is one of the things this show does incredibly well. And I've talked about this before. Um, the last time this show completely got me. Uh, it got close to that the first time Goku went Ultra Instinct when he was fighting against Jiren. But... I talked a long, long time ago when Goku did the, the, the Kaioken attack. It was an episode where we talked about iZombie and Dragon Ball Super, and he did this just amazing move that nobody expected coming. So, like, the thing with this Ultra Instinct is that it's like his body is defending itself on its own, so he doesn't have to think while he's doing it, but he can't attack like that. And that was the whole fight was him trying to figure out, well, what can I do? Because every time he tries to attack, he's thinking about it. So he's not his, he's not really in that full mode tapping into its power. So what he did was he just started charging up this attack and then using the Ultra Instinct to dodge while he's charging up the Kamehameha. And then just kept getting closer and closer to her until he just got right in her face and fucking blasted her right off of the stage. It was amazing. It was so incredibly well animated. The choreography of it was nuts. He did this last mid-air dodge where he jumped over it upside down. It was it was just ridiculous. It was one of the coolest things I'd seen in a long time. I was down here in the basement watching it, and I was just like, <gasps> just completely freaking out over it. It was absolutely awesome. The other thing I like is, so there's this character, Ribrian, who has just been completely overstaying her welcome and she's from this dimension that's like every all these strong fighters are totally like everything is based on love and beauty and like <laughs> it was it's it's basically a sailor moon parody to an extent but this joke wore out its welcome a while ago and i was just waiting for this woman to get knocked off and what i loved that they did with this is i figured it was just gonna happen like somebody was just gonna smack her off the stage but it wound up being this fight between Android 8, the, both the both Android 17 and 18 fighting against her. Now, Android 18 is this, like, she's drawn and, and portrayed as this just smoking hot blonde woman who is also ridiculously strong. And in the series, she winds up marrying Krillin, who is this, who is an actual midget. He's bald, 
uh, and he doesn't have a nose. He's just an <laughs> odd-looking dude. But they fell in love, and she married him. And they made a point of it in the episode of Ribrian saying, like, that's your husband? That doesn't make any sense. He's not beautiful, and you don't know under- understand what love really is. And then, like, she beats the crap out of her and knocks her out of the ring. She's like, no, you don't understand what love is because it doesn't have anything to do with, like, your bullshit thoughts on, like, what it just everything has to be beautiful. She loves Krillin, and that's the end of it. And I thought that was wonderful, that that's how they tied up this stupid character. And then that was her realization when she was on the sidelines, like, wow, maybe there is some stuff I don't know about love. Like, thanks, Dragon Ball, for showing that uh, short, ugly, bald people can be, uh, can be loved, too. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. And we're back. Thank you so much for paying attention to our commercials and the 60-second summary with an added bonus of, I think, of about 120 to 150 seconds. That's just for you people. Look, it was important, okay? <laughs> uh, let's, let's, okay, before we jump into the news, uh, Karen, you found a cute little, I don't know, video from, from IndieWire. And that's where, that's where we got the link from. The Stranger Things Kids Befriend Cookie Monster, <laughs> Cookie Monster's Cookie Gorgon mm-hmm. <laughs> in Sesame Street parody. <laughs> Yeah, Sesame Street did a Stranger Things parody, um, and now that you've seen all of Stranger Things, I assume, since you're listening to this willingly, um, you should go check it out if you haven't already, because it's adorable, and there's a lot of good little Easter eggs for fans, and Sesame Street does a real good job of um, like paying, paying service to uh, to pop culture without... I don't know, getting to, without, like, making it accessible to kids. Like, kids may know that, like, this is a thing that my parents watch, but I know I'm not allowed to watch it. And, like, I guess this gives... I'm looking at the first line of this article. Stranger Things has joined Twin Peaks, Mad Men, and Orange is the New Black as shows so culturally relevant that they've been merited a Sesame Street parody. So that means Sesame Street has parodied Orange is the New Black, Mad Men, and Twin Peaks. Yes. That's I've fucking amazing. And they are all funny. <laughs> yeah, they do a really good job with that. And like, I think it gives kids a way to be like, oh, yeah, I I know what this thing is, too. And I think it's cool. <laughs> and they get a little like lesson about sharing or whatever. <laughs> and a learning point. Nice. All right. Yeah, the link for that will be in the show notes. Check it out. Sounds kind of cute. Um, Chris. You. Are you okay? because i as as i was looking through the news feed this you know we have it set up so that it's per episode and the first one i i i feel like i should i should be concerned um i don't know who this person is i don't know who the character is i don't know anything about this okay um but someone has passed and apparently they it's not a uh, there's not a real like clear reason why are you lost chris do you know what i'm talking about i am lost where where are okay we? bulma's voice actress haromi oh, sasura has oh, died okay. i didn't know we were talking about that I this just, week that, well i did we- yeah um 
I, I believe it was a. Uh, it was eventually cleared up. It was. Uh, it was a. Uh, a heart thing. Um, God, I don't remember exactly what it was, but it, it. It was after this article was posted. The the cause of death was. It was just a, an illness thing that just struck her. Okay. That was it. All right. Out of nowhere. Yeah. So. No, she's been voicing this character for. God, whenever Dragon, the original Dragon Ball was <laughs> was airing, which was uh, in the eighties, I think. Okay. Um, she's been voicing this character ever since, and. Uh, it's it's a darn shame because she was only in her fifties, I think. All right. Uh, well, I I you know because I I Karen, you had posted up a bunch of the news articles on our Twitter feed. Check that out. Twep twep what is it? Twep twepcast twepcast. Um, I just wanted to make sure that that you were okay. Um, so it's a it's a shame. Um, bucket of wind because the fact of the matter is. Dragon Ball's got to be one of the most popular cartoons on the planet. So it's true. Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a real shame. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I guess they're going to replace the voice actress. Um, just that's it's a darn shame. Well, and she, she the the voice actress who uh, voices Goku. Yes, Goku is voiced mm-hmm. by a woman. Uh, she outlived her, and I think she's I think she's in her seventies now. Wow! Wow! And she is badass. The amount of screaming that that, that wow, woman has right, to do. Wow, that's right, because that's a very manly scream that comes out of that, that character. Oh, not in the Japanese no. show. Oh, that's true. I, I'm, I'm used to the... Okay. Actually, I'm yeah, only yeah, used yeah. to the, that YouTube thing that you made me watch. <laughs> <laughs> Which was admittedly hilarious. Hi, uh, hilarious. Yeah, no, in, in, in Japan, he, he's just got his high... Well, that's the thing. In Japan, when the show started, Goku was a little kid, so they had a woman voice him because he was a little boy. Right. But they never changed his voice when it got older. All right. <laughs> okay, let's, 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 let's move on to the, 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 the newer stuff. Um, Karen, this one, I've, I feel like this, this made you all sorts of happy. Um, Tom Baker is, to re- is returning again. To, to reprise his role as the fourth doctor? He is. Uh, I think this is delightful. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. The BBC is reviving the lost episode uh, Shada wow. from know, season 19, I think. Um, I learned in reading this article, which I never learned before, that they stopped production on it because of a union strike. Yes, I read that as well. And then well. once that was uh, resolved, I guess they just abandoned this episode. Um, but I guess they added a scene. Yeah, that's uh, with w- what I thought was interesting is because there is original footage. They're also mm-hmm. splicing in animated footage and mm-hmm. new, like brand new stuff. And that what is like with Tom Baker having aged to the age that he is now. Right. But on top of all of that, like they went way above and beyond. Like they went to like a TV studio as opposed to a soundstage kind of thing. Like, just to get the true feel and make it look like it's supposed to. Like, Yeah, they, they used era-specific uh, era cameras, like the kind of TV cameras they used back in the 80s. And uh, just super, super cool. I'm pretty sure, like, the set, they, you know, they have the set. It was storage. <laughs> it right. was part of... um. Well, that's it's no longer going, right? The doctor I want to say it was Doctor Who experience or something to that effect. Yeah, sadly that is that did close. So, I mean, 
good on him for going the extra mile. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, and I, I look forward to checking this out. I think it's going to be airing soon. Uh, I don't think it's going to be airing soon here, but uh, we'll get in it eventually. the UK, Friday the 24th of November. And apparently, so that was last week. Yeah, and then um, on DVD and Blu-ray Monday the fourth. So right, it's so gotta buy it. <laughs> Christmas is coming. Ooh, Special screening at Doctor Who will take place BFI Southbank. So no, it's not saying anything about the BBC America. We'll get it. We'll find it. Uh, Chris, how ha- how happy is you? About the mystery yeah. science well, I'm pretty darn happy. So that's I was actually really nervous there for a minute, just because I don't know. I, I don't know how many people are watching the show. I know it was like one of the biggest Kickstarters, the entertainment Kickstarters ever, but you you just never know with this kind of thing. And uh, I'm I'm super happy. I haven't even made it through all of the first season yet, and I always felt bad about that because you know I didn't want to be like hurting their chances of getting a renewal but i've like taken my time with mystery science theaters and just taking them apart piece, piece by piece so right now i don't have to feel bad about not watching it all yet because i'm still watching it a little bit i was watching like 15 minutes the other day and it just and that's all i get it's like 15 minutes every couple of weeks or so but i'm fine with that it's 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 so wonderful and i'm super happy so this is the second season on netflix correct Yes. Okay. So, and it is being labeled as season twelve. So, good on them. It's gonna we're gonna be getting more of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Yep. Joel and the team are back. Unfortunately, in our next article, other people. So are, are some other people. people <laughs> <back>. <laughs> 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 <sighs> Why I don't it? I feel like I have a visceral reaction to this information because, like, this was part like this is when I was growing up, I guess, and paying attention to what I wanted to watch on TV, not because someone else was watching it or whatnot. But they have to stop bringing these people back. The Jersey Shore is being revived at MTV again. With the original cast. No. Oh, yeah. God. Stop. Yeah, there's a lot. Stop. <laughs> you, you're playing it too. I just clicked on the thing and now there's some stupid autoplay. I hate autoplay. I hate autoplay. Autoplay sucks. Um, okay, so Jersey Shore, blah, God, blah, blah. so tan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to give this credit, but yeah, it, they're coming back. If you really want to watch it, Fucking find it on your own. I'm not telling you when it's coming on. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not telling you. It's not on MTV. I could be lying. Fuck. <laughs> Why are yeah, these people thanks. popular? Thank you to this show for like creating a ne- negative image of my, our home state. And they're not even from the fucking Jersey. World. And they're not from here. Fucking Staten Island pieces of shit. This was out like when this was on late nineties, right? Ish. Originally, I feel like it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're all like. I was. I was overseas for a, sem- a semester in college in nineteen ninety nine. Now, do the math, figure out how old I am. Uh, and so, like. 
people in Europe would find out that I was from America and then they'd say, oh, what, where are you from? And I'd say New Jersey and then they'd go, oh, yeah, Jersey Shore. And I'd be like, fuck, no. <laughs> God, it, its popularity peaked in 2011 when it averaged 9 million viewers per episode. So there are 9 million stupid people out there. Is it any wonder? No, I'm not. I'm not that, going there. That's that's enough. Okay, that's enough, people. Fucking Jersey Shore is back, and yet I still have no inkling of a Firefly. None. Okay, so apparently over on the CW, <laughs> man, that was some serious sadness right there. <laughs> okay. Let, let's talk about the Arrowverse. Uh, over at the CW, they're, they're doing a true crossover now for, for the Arrowverse, which is great. Um, calling it Crisis on Earth X. And all of the shows are taking taking part in it this time, not just you know the, the cutaways at the end and like they, they normally do. So Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow will all partake in this crossover event where Nazis from Pla- or Earth X come and invade. So we're going to get doppelganger versions of everybody. Yeah. I'm really happy about it. I'm good with that. I like it when they Me take too. the costumes and they make them a little darker just to make them look like bad guys. And I like them when they have like a good excuse for it. Like it's just they 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 dill, you know, they, they dilly-dally with the old alternate universe thing uh, in uh the show all the time. The multiverse is, is just a thing. Mm-hmm. So why not? Let's do it. I'm excited. <laughs> It looks I appreciate this article just because like if you're not caught up or if you don't watch all four of these shows, this is nice little little catch up piece for you of like what the hell's going on and uh so it it kind of helps you be able to watch the the um the crossover without feeling like completely lost it It looks like it's they're doing a good job it looks like it's gonna be fun. And it it's like that was one of the that's the one thing about the crossover events that they did with with the Arrowverse was the bullshit. Oh, look, he just popped in at the end of Supergirl or whatever like that. That's not a crossover. That's, you know, that's a tease. It's it's they're taking the time. It's just going to be like four hours of story, which is which is great. Yeah, they're just telling one cohesive story. That was one of my gripes with last year's where it's like all right and here's the legends of tomorrow episode and it's like it's the legends of tomorrow folks and they're doing stuff and you should give a crap about these guys and it's like i'd rather just have all these i'd rather just help to have them tell one story and be done with it and i'm glad they are doing that this time i am pleased um i didn't notice did do we know when this is supposed to take place oh it's on now i think it's happening this week right yeah yeah, I think the first two have already aired. We're on last night, and then the other two were are on right now. And so, by the time you already hear this, they'll be on demand or streaming or however you get your CW stuff. stored on your DVR, like me. Um, okay, so next up, we're getting this one from the Hollywood Reporter. Um, I'm I'm not into, as we all know, I am not into the Walking Dead television show. Um, I thought that fear the walking dead was a prequel am i wrong i think it was and is it not anymore 
but I think it caught up. Okay, because um, <laughs> Lenny James is is heading over to to fear the Walking Dead, and I was curious if they were going to young him up. <laughs> it wasn't like that far of a prequel. No, well, I, the Walking Dead probably like gone the through some season, shit. <laughs> like in the, Walking Dead, the first season was like you know a month or so before the first episode of the first of the original Walking Dead. You know, because it was like the zombie apocalypse was happening, which was kind of where we were when the walking dead happened was like, all right, the, the zombie apocalypse happened, but it hasn't been around that long. Okay. Kind of a thing. Cause Rick was still alive in the hospital. Right. So that's, that's the thing they, they were talking about doing a, a connection between fear and walking and this was a while ago that I heard these rumors and we were trying to figure out, what they were going to do and so on and so forth. So apparently here it is. This is, this is going to be the connective tissue between the two shows outside of, you know, whatever storylines that they have going on. Um, and I thought it was just going to be that one character from one show was going to appear in the other show. I, this is kind of a bigger deal with the one character leaving the one show to go to the other show. Right. And it's, it's, it is, it's, it's, I, I guess it's the right, I really, I could, I don't know because I don't know his character on the on Walking Dead. I don't. I don't know. I fear the Walking Dead at all because I have never watched it. Um, it seems that Walking Dead is way more popular than Fear the Walking Dead. Just by yeah, what I, I guess see they're on the trying internets. to draw on that popularity by bringing a character across. So, um, I heard some water cooler talk the other day at work about mm-hmm. whatever the latest episode of Walking Dead was, and. Uh, so the guys who were talking about it were like, yeah, and then there was this scene where so-and-so was talking to somebody else, and man, I was so bored. I just kind of like tuned out. I'm like, yeah, we made the right call on this show, not watching yeah. it anymore. <laughs> Win! <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, that's happening. Check it out. Um, <laughs> see, every once in a while, like Chris, I know you like Law & Order. Not how, how I do. I, I'm not sure how you feel about the SVUs and and the others, but every okay. once in a while, I like seeing that stuff like this happens. Okay, Law and Order SVU to address Harvey Weinstein scandal, and in parentheses it should say sort of, Be- <laughs> because if you read this, they're not really doing that. It's just about um, sexual harassment in the workplace, and I think they're doing it in the airline industry if i'm not mistaken um but they are bringing attention to it which is which is good i don't know how popular law and order svu is i'm gonna assume i think it's quite popular so um yeah but talk about ripped from the headlines right (laughs) yeah (laughs) so it's there it's about like the airline industry and how you know the airline pilots it's a boys club so on and so forth but they are like this harassment in the sexual harassment in the workplace has has gotten is big like it's this a lot of things going on and a lot of people bring, being having a light shown on them so it's good that they're doing this to bring even more attention to it because it's not it's not a it's not a good thing that's happening, especially in in Hollywood, that where it seems to be happening everywhere. Like everybody seems to be creepy. Like, 
Yes. Unfortunately, if you're a woman, you kind of already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it is good to see it being brought to light in the general discussion instead of there being open secrets everywhere and people just being like, well, nobody put anybody around that guy. Yeah, it, it is what it is kind of thing. And that's not the right way to do things. So. Uh, next. Uh, I, David Cassidy has passed away at the age of 76. Nope, 67. <laughs> Reverse that. Um, he, was, he was not doing well. Okay, I don't know if he actually fully read, but he was he was dementia and he was he was not doing well. Um, he his his career as a musician and tele, like he had he that all stopped. Um, but in reading this article, that man had he did a lot and had a lot of things happen to him and he's been through a lot and holy crap, what a life! So. It is with a saddened heart that we say goodbye to teen idol David Cassidy from the Partridge family. Karen blew my freaking mind. Why? By telling me that Katie Cassidy was uh, his daughter. Oh. Friggin yeah, I don't think that's in area. this article, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Had no idea yeah. at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame. Very big what, life. That she's his daughter? No, no, no. That he is gone. That he's done. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> very big life. Sad to see him go. Um, Karen, did you post this? Th- yeah, I'm pretty sure you posted most of these. Um, CNN is, is has signed uh, Van Jones mm-hmm. for a new uh, a new show starting in January. Who that? Who's that? Uh, he is a CNN commentator that, uh, over the last year, has made some very salient points about politics and current events and things that are going on okay. in the world without getting too political about it. Um, so, yeah, he's just been really on point uh, with what he's been talking about for the last year and so cnn has finally decided to give him his own show where he can do more of that uh and i yes sir i like it <laughs> um it will be a primetime show it's going to be airing bi-monthly now bi-monthly means twice a month or every two months i think it's twice a I month i think it is too but i didn't want to say that out loud until someone else verified it um and he's also doing another thing like he's, he's gonna have a, a cnn original series um, which will focus more on his uh, criminal criminal justice reform issues that he he apparently is interested in. So, is this a good thing? Is this this is someone we like, Karen? Yes. Okay. Good. Good form. <laughs> I did. Okay. So the next article, Chris, you posted up. Have you seen this? Have you seen the skit? Uh, I've seen some of the skit uh, that was there. There's a clip of this in the uh, the article right. that I posted, and uh, yeah, I can I can see why. Uh, <laughs> was it safe? Safe? Uh, safe light. Safe yeah. light. Yeah, I could I could see why why safe light got a little peeved about it. <laughs> got a little peeved about it. I think they handled it well. I think they were like, "Look, we're fans of your work, but 
you're kind of making this look really bad. Right? <laughs> so apparently SNL did a skit where they 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 spoofed Safe Light uh, commercials. And the Safe Life commercial is standardly this guy, um, like a buffer dude, bald, goatee. And it's just him changing a windshield. Uh, the clip shows someone <laughs> of similar look, I guess you could say. But he is using, <laughs> he is breaking the windshield so that he can communicate and or flirt with the person whose windshield he is replacing. Um just making him seem really, really creepy. And then Safe Light, the company went, that's not cool, SNL. <laughs> so SNL has pulled this skit from everywhere, YouTube, all platforms. It's not on the internet anymore. Um, apparently, it didn't even air in the rerun for the, the Saturday Night Live episode. They actually swapped it out with another unaired skit. I, which I did not know they did. I thought they, I thought it was filmed in front of a live studio audience and that it was an hour. So apparently they have a stock of skits that they don't use. But I guess SNL is doing... should watch Studio 60. I, I should. You should. I think I have. <laughs> it addresses stuff like that. And they're like, they're, get them to perform this other sketch so that we can use that in the, the West Coast. Uh, Interesting airing of it and stuff like that um but i did think it was interesting in here that the um they they're making it sound like snl kind of quietly removed this and didn't explain why um and i think it's kind of obvious why i mean right yeah makes sense i mean safe light came out with this public statement and kind of called them out on it forced them into force them into a position where they had to um and it, it just my guess is my guess would be that that safe light approached whatever nbc universal and was like hey can you take this out it's not cool and they were like nope artistic license fuck you and so safe light was like oh okay <laughs> oh boy so here's what we're gonna do now to the twitters is Court of public opi- opinion. <laughs> like if they had just made it like Sorf loot or something like that, they literally made it Safe Light in the thing. And I'm sure if they had like parodied the name, it probably they probably would have been like, yeah, that's funny. And then everyone would have moved on. But like they used their freaking brand, man. <laughs> and it's like okay, now you're making it seem like we got a bunch of creepers working for our company. <laughs> I get that. Well. I, it's 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 gone now, so. <clears throat> God, I, I I can't remember the last time I actually watched an episode of SNL. The uh, uh, okay, so Chris, you posted up this next article. This one's coming from Petapixel. <laughs> okay, Netflix. The title. Okay, Netflix. This is stole- fascinating. Yes, it, it, there's so many fascinating things about this article. <laughs> Netflix stole my VHS cassette photos for its Stranger Things boxed set. Now. Okay. First thing. Cool. The box set is made to look like a VHS cassette tape. That's cool. That was fascinating to me. Like, wow. Cool. Good idea. Then I continued to read the article and some dude has who can calls himself a VHS aficionado. 
that's is said in the article. This dude takes pictures of cassette v- VHS cassettes and puts it on his website. Like that's a thing. And apparently Netflix or the marketing company that Netflix hired to to make the box art and all that stuff just took his images off his website, didn't pay him for it, and modified them slightly to make this cool-looking box set. Well, they didn't specifically take the images from his website. Um, as one of the things that I was reading later is it's it seems the probably the most likely scenario is that the image the images that this guy had of his VHS tape somehow wound up on one of those uh, like um, uh, public domain image things. Okay, and then whoever low level art designer that was tasked with doing this just went to some place where there was free pictures of stuff and swiped this image as you do, and then moved on with it and. Because I sincerely, that seems so much more plausible than somebody found this guy's obscure website. That's, took a, that was so fascinating a, to me as well. Like, this guy has a website. Swiped a specific, <laughs> very specific picture and then used that to turn it into this. I, this is so weird because I totally get both sides of this. Like, the guy who went through painstaking... <laughs> Uh, processes to prove beyond a sh- scientifically prove that this was an image of a blank VHS tape from his website and not just some VHS tape from somewhere else. Um, I mean, when you see them side by side, you're like, yeah, that's the same image. Like you could see it. I mean, I guess, yeah. It's it's like there's he pointed to like specific specks of dust or whatever. Like, oh, that, the, the big were, cell is the, the the reflection in yeah the reflection. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the big one. <laughs> but I like the box art. I like the box set. I like that. A little stranger thing. Yeah, I mean, like, I can see how this rewind. happened, and it's like, it, it's just, they, they altered it, and they put a label on it, and they put the Be Kind Rewind sticker on it. Like, yeah. I get it. It's just, they, they swiped an image, but then this guy's like, well, I took this photo. I deserve to be compensated for that. It's like, well, do you? You took a picture of a VH. Like, this isn't art and this is just and here's a picture of a vhs tape i mean who made there the vhs work tape? put into it uh, yeah I, well i don't know you're getting into like copywriting of like this is a photograph so i took this photograph so as soon as you take that photograph technically the rights to that photograph belong to you so the, yes this guy is not wrong but i i'm really curious to see if and if netflix responds to this guy and or what they say because uh, I don't know. It's I, I I don't know. I know that if I had if I was a guy that ran a website and I happened to take a picture of I don't know something that I own, and then that picture of something that I own got used on some sort of official capacity, I'd be like, hey, neat. Not you owe me money. Yeah. Because I didn't do anything. I took a picture of something I own. I didn't stage a photo shoot. I didn't put effort into that. The only effort I put into anything was owning the thing and then putting a picture of it online. Like, here's a fun scenario. Um, There's a Metroid fan site called the Metroid Database. Mm -hmm. And they have, like, some scans of, like, tons of scans of all sorts of Metroid products on their website. Mm -hmm. At some point, I think it was the official Nintendo Twitter account... You wanted to post an image of the box art to, I think, Super Metroid, and they used the picture from the Metroid database, and they, they didn't 
credit them for it, but they accidentally left the watermark down in the corner of it. Mm-hmm. And you know what the Metroid database did? They said, holy crap, Nintendo used one of our images. How cool is that? And moved on with their day. Yes. And this guy's just like, hey, that's my VHS tape. I'm proving it scientifically, and I want Netflix to acknowledge that they stole this from me. It's like, there's... I could not imagine a scenario where this was malicious against this dude. No. Where somebody on... And I agree and, and for all anyone knows, they would just been like, all right, look, we should have just taken a picture of our own VHS tape. I guess this was just easier, but... Yeah, but who has a VHS tape in that pristine of a condition? That's a pretty good-looking VHS tape. Well, most of them, because VHS tapes were always in their sleeves. <laughs> A similar situation happened to me. I have, I am a very big Moon Knight fan, as you know, and I have a lot of art that I have taken a lot of scans of, and the scans show up on, you know, my Facebook account or my Twitter account, and I don't watermark them, which I don't know if I should or I shouldn't, but a fan or a website, a Moon Knight website, reached out to me and said, hey, can we reproduce these images? And I said, yes. As long as you give credit to the artist, not even to me, like I paid money for them, okay, but I want mm-hmm. the artist to get credit, and they have so far they have credited on every posting they tag me and they tag the artist so that everybody's getting their proper credit and that that's enough for me i don't i don't I don't need monies I don't need to recoup the cost of fucking I own the art that's that's enough. So, Ta-da. so yeah this is fascinating keep your eyes on this one <laughs> folks i want to know where this goes i want to go to this guy's website all right this was another okay so the <laughs> i want to go to this guy's house <laughs> so chris i'm curious as to why number one you were on glamour.com <laughs> number <laughs> that's what i said <laughs> i was not on glamour.com this was posted under <laughs> this was underneath the uh I, I was on Reddit, which is where I found the VHS t- thing. Okay. And then this was underneath it. Okay. And I was like, what the hell's a bug? <laughs> and that's exactly why I clicked on it. Because I have no cares or concerns about the Riverdale cast. <laughs> so I clicked on it, and then I said, wow, this is really stupid. <laughs> so apparently there's a new cast member on Riverdale. Uh, she is going to be a, I don't know, some sort of maybe romantic interest to Jughead, but Jughead is in a relationship with Betty, I guess? Because B? Gotta be. I, that would Betty? be where the, the B from Bughead yeah, Potential from, foil to Betty and Jughead's relationship. Yeah, so, so apparently Betty and Jughead are together, and they're called Bughead. No! <laughs> <laughs> a thousand times no, but... Uh, apparently, this woman is getting death threats, which is kind of people slow the fuck down. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. <laughs> How in the what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm tapped. I'm done. Sorry, I'm going to bed. People, you need to slow down. It is a television show. None of these people pretty much exist except on the TV. So it's a television show based on Archie, but it's not even based on. Ar- I'm so confused. This whole show is so confusing to me. It's got nothing to do with Archie. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking because they're going hard on the uh, Riverdale commercials on the other things we watch on CW. So like, there's some weird ass shit going on on this show, and it's makes it like literally. 
this is the weirdest show on the CW, and like that's including Supernatural, that's including Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Like I'm, this is just the weirdest fucking thing, and it wouldn't be so weird if it wasn't supposed to be based on Archie comics. Is that it? Is that what makes yeah, it that it much weirder? It would just be this. It would just be this interesting teen drama show, which would be fine. It doesn't have to like they're not using the Archie license at all, except for well, Archie's got red hair, Jughead wears a stupid hat, but none of the characters act like the Archie characters. Like Jughead's not an asexual dude who loves hamburgers. He's like a dude with a homeless kid with a hat. Like I'm so confused as to why they're paying for the Archie license <laughs> to make just a show that's got nothing to do with Archie. <laughs> Next week on Steve. Uh, so yeah, that's a thing, people. Check it out. <laughs> Bughead. All right, Karen, we're gonna we're gonna jump over to your next article. Um, apparently, uh, New Girl is ending. Uh, apparently, New Girl ended and then unended. <laughs> oh, that was news to me. Okay, so uh, uh, all right, explain to me what we got here. New girls coming back uh, I, from the dead. Yeah, for the I guess what happened was okay. it and season six ended, and I guess the fate of the show was in um was either it was either canceled or they didn't know whether it was going to be canceled, but they just made the finale to end the show. Okay, and uh, some of the cast led by Jake Johnson. Um, just basically pleaded with the network for another season and uh and they won nice <laughs> nice so so they're gonna get their final season to finish wrap up their story yeah i think it's gonna be a short season like nine episodes or something it said okay um and and there's gonna be a time jump Ooh, um, time which jump. is always interesting especially when there's a show that uh maybe isn't quite working and has ended mm-hmm um, I think time jump is always a good way to deal with that because probably some of the things that aren't working are because you were stuck in a place. And so if you skip over that and, you know, move on, it's a good way to go. So, uh, yeah, uh, of course, I put this up and <laughs> Chris goes, new girl's still on? <laughs> <laughs> yep. She's not new anymore. Nope. She's not new. New girl is not new anymore, but they're going to get their final season, wrap up their stories, and then hopefully move on. All right. Um, I I didn't even... Candace is another one for you because... All right. Let me just... Because you people are men and you suck. <laughs> All righty. Uh, big it. news <laughs> in uh, royal family news today. Uh, the... Second Prince of Wales, uh, Henry Windsor, okay. a.k.a. Prince Harry, uh, announced the, his engagement to Miss Meghan Markle. Um, that was yesterday as we record this, I think. And uh, so people are like, who the hell is Meghan Markle? Well, she's apparently on, she's an American actress. She was on Suits on USA. And uh, due to her engagement, she will be leaving suits at the end of her contract at the end of season seven uh which is how we tie this into our tv podcast but i really just wanted to talk about the fact that prince harry is engaged because i'm kind of a nut for the royal family and i'm already planning a sleepover with my best friend to watch the royal wedding 
and this Chris turns around and looks at me like, oh, you're just going to drop that news on me like that, huh? Uh, Okay. Hey, man, I can play Switch in any room in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I'm not even going to be here. I'm taking the weekend. Girls weekend. (laughs) Well, congratulations, Meghan Markle, for becoming a princess. (laughs) All right. Royals. How is that still a thing? Uh, Ed Karen, finally you wanted you wanted to promote this Indiegogo that you ha- had posted here. I tried like quickly reading about it. Um mm-hmm. explain to me what this actually is. Okay. So if you are a fan of TV, you may have heard of a website called Television Without Pity. Uh, it existed in the early 2000s, and they did uh, old-school, long-form TV recaps. They were, like, the first place to do it before everybody and their mothers started doing it. Um, what does they that pretty mean? much invent- Um, It means that they would post, like, long-written recaps of TV shows, sort of like a podcast about a show, but written down. Okay. So they would like say what happened in the episode and also comment upon okay. whether it was good or bad or whatever. I feel like I, like game of spoilers. Okay, because I, I as I was reading this, I'm like, are they just transcribing the episodes? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that no. just seems silly. So that's why I no. ask. Um, so it's a it's a great sort of if companion piece if you watch uh, if you watch a show and and there you find a recap series written by somebody you like. It's just a nice thing to like in the middle of your work day, your lunch hour or whatever to just go through and read it and you know, get some commentary or humor or whatever. Um, so this was a hugely popular site and uh, it was bought by um, some arm of NBC Universal okay. uh, which apparently ran it into the ground because okay. it's not around anymore. Uh, the founders of that website went on to found another TV website called Previously.TV which I love and they uh, run my favorite uh, my my other favorite TV podcast called Extra Hot Great uh, and they do they do a lot of TV related, it's all TV related content on their site. Um, but they did not do the, these uh, long form recaps anymore because they're expensive. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, it's, it's something that, you know, takes decent talent to write and a, a long time to write. And uh, it just is not supported by ad revenue, which is why television without pity shut down and why other sites who have tried to go that route have not succeeded on that type of content alone so they you know i think people have been saying to the to the previously dot tv folks for a while we love the old recaps we want them back what do we need to do and turns out the answer is they need money so (laughs) if you are a fan of long long form recaps if you are a fan of any of the people who were ever involved with television without pity i encourage you to go to uh this indiegogo we will put a link in the show notes there I think 90% funded and they Actually, got a, like 11 days left. 96. They have 10 96. They have 10 days left to raise $1000 to reach their fixed goal of $27,000. 
Right. So that's probably not going to be a problem. If they go above and beyond, they will add additional shows that they plan on recapping. Um, So uh, just because they hit their goal doesn't mean you have to stop. Mm -hmm. Absolutely (laughs) not. So, you know, um, if you like TV and if you like good writing, then you should go check them out. And if you like what you see, then you should give them your money uh, because I think they're cool and I think you'll think they're cool too. I like the way they have this little chart within their 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 Indiegogo for uh, their stretch goal math. Seven thousand mm-hmm. dollars above and beyond equals one more show. So additional funds raised seven thousand get you one show. Then they list you know fourteen thousand, twenty one thousand, blah 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 blah, all the way down to seven hundred million gets you one hundred thousand shows, or seven dollars will get you eighteen words, or about the first two seconds. I just found that <laughs> cute. That's funny. Yeah, that's. The, I mean, that's the type of sense of humor. That's you know, as as a person, I guess I can consider myself a person who semi-professionally writes and/or podcasts about TV. Uh, everything I learned, I learned from these people. So, cool. Um, Check it out, people. The link will be in the show notes. I guess the other reason is if you like our show, everything, (laughs) at least I am, on this show is because of them. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. That's all we got this week. Um, Chris, you have a spiel for me? I do. You can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade, or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Karen is at... Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. If you're interested in more information about any of the shows we discussed tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on Geekade.com where we post fresh original content as frequently as we're able to. Back to you, Evan. Thank you, Chris. Okay, so... Um, seeing as this is the final recording for November, next month, we, Chris, because you came up with this, is a fantastic idea, we're going to concentrate on some Christmas episodes. So for the entire month of December, we are going to be talking Christmas. I get the first choice, and as of the beginning of the recording of this podcast, I had no idea what I was going to pick. Um, but conveniently enough, I am starting a rewatch of a show that I really like. So, we are going to talk Chuck, Season 2, Episode 11, Chuck versus Santa Claus. Yay! Yay! I think that's a good pick. So, that's all I got, people. We, we good? Oh, I'm real stretchy stretch. All right. From all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. And I really wanted there to be a high school dance of a bunch of Demogorgon creatures Ah, sad. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.